Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Blackshirt Breakdown. My name is Steve Mark. I'm a staff writer at Inside Nebraska, and he is the Jay Foreman, our NFL veteran and former Nebraska Blackshirt. Jay, we are back again, and we have another member of the Huskers class of 2024 to break down, and this time it is Mario Buford. Now, that is a name to know because he is a little brother of uh, Marcus Buford, who was a starting safety uh, last year until that um, knee injury um, at Wisconsin knocked him out for the rest of the season, the final game of the season. But um, Jay, when you, when you saw Mario Buford, the little brother, come across your screen with a commitment to Nebraska, um, what what went through your head? Well, I mean, I you know I'm excited because uh, you know the Buford you know name led by the older brother, you know, and knowing the younger brother and watching him even before he committed, you know, I've seen a couple of his highlights. I knew he was the real deal, so I was excited. Um, but sometimes you know you got little brothers that you know, want to do something different. That's the total opposite of the older brother. But I, here's what I think. I think the older brother has, has had a good experience and he's a worker. He's a football player. And I know that from experience of working down there where he's a guy that, you know, he he's a coachable kid. He's an aggressive kid. He's accountable. And he shows up every day to and, and competes. And his brother, his younger brother, Mario, is no different. So I think it didn't matter who the coaches were. He was going to show up. He wanted to come to Nebraska and be successful. I think the the his brother and his attitude, and then along with, uh, you know, Coach Rule and the staff, kind of, you know, obviously welcoming the older brother, you know, even though he's injured, laid the foundation for this commitment. And so I don't expect anything different. I think both of them are really going to be really good players. And I think if uh, the younger brother, uh, you know, hits the ground run, running, I think the biggest thing we're going to have to worry about is de- deciphering which one is making tackles because I think they're both competitive. Uh, you're going to see right here that the younger brother is highly competitive. Okay. And I think that's something, all that physical attributes, everybody we talk about is, you know, going to be off the charts, right? They're not bringing any slow guys in that's, you know, should be going to division three or something like that. I think the attitude is in the, and it's a good attitude and is going to be infectious. Also, that's the same thing or same way his brother is Marcus or Marquise uh, is as, as well. When he's on the field, it's all business. When he's off the field, I know Marquise is, and I know Mario's the same, and I know from their parents, are two of the one of the best, or two of the best young gentlemen that I came across. But when they get on the field, that gentleman stuff is gone. Yeah, that's right. And we're gonna get get back to that. Uh, kind of save it for last because that's really fun to break down with the attitude part with Mario. But a little background before we get into the highlights: five foot eleven, hundred sixty eight, hundred seventy pounds. He's a three star, rated by rivals added to Soto, Texas, and he's a ninth member of Nebraska's 2024 class, and he's the fourth from the state of Texas. So again, dipping Nebraska, dipping their toes in the Lone Star State to get another one. Um, after Mario visited this month, he originally had a official visit set up to check out uh, Michigan State, who he's, where he's been before, canceled that one right away. So I think Husker fans had to, had to like that one that he said, thanks, but no thanks to the Spartans, and, and he uh, committed to the Huskers. So um, yeah. With that, um, let's get into the film here. And before we do that, uh, we're we're talking about Mario Buford and where he lines up in um, Tony White's three through five defense. Obviously, there's five spots, five primary spots in the defensive backfield. And let me give you a quote from Mario Buford that he told our own Greg Smith at Inside Nebraska. "Quote: They definitely see me fitting inside the defense. Great. They have a philosophy where they don't have cornerbacks, safeties, or nickels. They just have DBs. You're going to play everywhere." So that's that's coming from Mario Buford. Jay, when you hear Mario talk like that, and when you're thinking about Tony White's defense, the right. corners, the three safeties, throw a rover in there in the middle of the field if you want. 
just what do you what do you um I guess what are your overall thoughts about Tony White's specifically defensive backfield guys? Well, he wants guys that are flexible and are and mm-hmm. are football players. And so Mario Bruce is a football player. So just because he's say it's just it, what what it means is say you're the third corner, um, but you're you know tied for you know starter position at the nickel or any type of specialty position that they have. That doesn't mean exclusively you're only going to play corner and you're going to be on the sidelines. If you're a football player. They're going to coach you up at all different positions. I was always taught uh, by my dad, know everybody's position. The more you know, the better you'll be at your position that you, that you play. Um, you know, obviously, you know, him playing safety in the Big Ten, he's going to have to get a little bit bigger. That just goes without saying. But, you know, he'll work as hard in the weight room as he does on the field. But I, what, it, what it tells me about Tony White's system is that he's going to teach guys how to play football, teach them how to play defensive back, and, and make it real simple so he can get more guys on the on the field that can play fast. And so, uh, you know, just because you play corner doesn't mean that you shouldn't know how to play safety because let's think about it. When you get on the road, right, when you go on the road, the roster's trimmed down. And so you want people to be able to – if somebody – look, you could have a rash of ankle injuries, a couple – you know, play up there at, at Michigan State, you know, just mentioning that just because that's where he canceled his visit. Slippery field, growing pull, hamstring pull, rolled an ankle – you know, somebody, you know, get dinged up in a little bit. And next thing you know, you have a guy on the, you don't want a guy on the sidelines that's ready to go or that's healthy enough to go and say, oh, I only play corner or I only play safety. And so, you know, we're, you know, I don't think they're going to come in and learn all the positions, but they're going to put guys in positions for them to be effective early and teach them the whole defense. And that's going to make them better at whatever position that they start out as a, you know, at their home position. Uh, because I think Nebraska and what Tony White is doing just from my view is trying to get football players out there athletes out there and create havoc and mismatches and it's controlled chaos versus just calling stuff and and hoping and guessing you know what I mean so it's Mm -hmm. not just it's not we're going to just stunt all game and high risk high reward he's going to put it out there and put guys out there that can get to the ball because ultimately what he knows is regardless of gets you know a scheme four three five two Three four, three three five, any other type of defenses, more hats to the ball, more athletes on the field is going to be good defense. Yeah, Jay, you just breaking that down uh, reminded me of another football player in the defensive backfield at Nebraska, Malcolm Hartzog. So right. in, in spring ball, Malcolm Hartzog, we look at Malcolm Hartzog and we see a, a guy who's a true freshman last year who started all those games at at corner, outside corner, led the team in interceptions. He was always in the right place at the right time, it sounds like. And then it's just, you know, spring ball starts and we hear that he's working at safety. He's working at some slot, uh, some nickel corner, things like that. And I think that kind of goes along with what you're saying with, oh, Tony White wanting to to get these guys and get them familiar with different parts of his defense. Just in case something happens, you can slide slide a guy in there and you still have that football player on the field. You don't have to rely on a maybe backup who hasn't had much experience. So um, good stuff there, there, Jay. But yeah, let's get into the highlights real quick here. Jay, what I really noticed, what I really like about um, this kid, Mario Buford, the break, his aggressiveness on his break, when he sees uh, uh, the route from the receiver develop, he's aggressive, he makes a decision, and he goes. And his short area quickness from point A to point B is fast. And that's what I kind of first uh, first kind of saw with him when, when I watched his highlights here. Yeah, when you watch this, I mean, the one thing you want to see is like the suddenness in his backpedal, how smooth he is in the backpedal, right? The, the feet are pattering. And when he decides, like you said, stick his foot in the ground. Mm-hmm. So you see the 45 degrees or 90, uh, it's called a T-step, right? So when you have it at 
essentially your toe pointed to the sideline is kind of a T-step. Deion Sanders made that obviously famous, and he's the greatest of all time. But when you see right here, look at him right here, he's, he's reading the route, but he knows the, the situation and the formation. So that's also a plus. We talk about the mindset and in, in his attitude. His football acumen is good, right? He's reading the receiver's body language. He's reading the quarterback drop. He's well coached. He has an older brother, so he's seen, and he's probably been a thousand, seems like, Nebraska practices. Yeah. So he's been and seen defensive back drills. He's been in the probably defensive uh, backfield, you know, meetings. So he knows, look, it's a it's it's a boundary receiver. He knows he's not selling a, you know, a, a go route. There's not anywhere to go. He knows the down and distance. He's reading the quarterback, quarterback's drop, and so he's making a play on the ball. So it's a it's a calculated, educated risk, but also it's an athlete. Uh, being superior and being a really good football player. And that's what you're looking for, uh, you know, from a defensive coach, from a Tony White and a defensive back coach and Evan Cooper, somebody that can make plays on the ball. Yeah, and we see it again here where, you know, he gives up a little bit of gain here. But, mm -hmm. again, I mean, he's right there almost when the ball arrives. Right, and and also you like that, you know, his ability to – look, you're not going to defense every play. So what yeah. you like right here is it is break on the ball, right? There's mm -hmm. no way to step, and it's not rounded. He knows angles and he knows where his help's coming from. But then also you like the sure tackle, right? So that, mm -hmm. I mean, this is what you need. To, this is what you're going to have to do in the Big Ten. You're not going to be able to defend every pass. But so if you're okay with giving up a five or six, year, it could be third and 12. You mm -hmm. want to get out, right? The worst thing that you can do as a defensive back right here, say it's third and 12, 15, is miss that tackle. They get up the sideline. What I always say, most explosive plays come up the sideline. Next thing you know, they flip the field, so forth and so on. They score the next play. You want a sure tackler. And so this is this is something that you put on a highlight tape. You want to see somebody that has good break out of their position off man, right? So you, you're not just up in their face. So you want some flexibility in just playing cover one, right? And so you want somebody to be able to close the gap because here's what also the defensive back coaches and defensive coaches should be looking at. If this pass is a little bit inside, say somebody gets in the passing lane, a hand up or tip, you want your defensive back in your corner in this case being there to be able to pick it off. So if that ball gets tipped, okay, the receiver ran a good route, looking for it to be outside the numbers, the ball's inside the numbers, there he is, Buford's picking it off, going to the house. So it's not every play him blowing up a play, pass breakup. You're seeing mm -hmm. that, that he's playing the sticks and then also his footwork uh, coming out of, out of his backpedal. Getting in his backpedal and out of his backpedal is pretty impressive. Now we mentioned, I also mentioned at the start of this video was I noticed on his highlights, and they are highlights, he only put good good plays on highlights, but the receivers never gain that much separation from Mario right. Buford. And I really I really think that that's something that the coaches, Evan Cooper, probably really really enjoyed watching too. Well, he's from DeSoto, so you know, look, you're playing against some really good receivers. You're playing against top-notch you know, talent. And what I like right here, right, you're in, you know, kind of a, he wasn't up man-to-man -man mugging, but you're in close proximity. And look, this is where they're trying to get a quick slant, break a tackle, and get yeah. the first down. And look where he's playing up there. He knows that he, everybody's in man to man defense right here. Look at the change of direction. He doesn't give the, the outside route. Good uh, bucket step right here. And then when he closes, he's going to make a play on the ball, but then he's making a play on the ball to the tackle. Nobody gets anywhere. That's a great play by him right there. And so it, it's it, everything that he's doing right now at, at the high school level is actually a pass breakup. Everything he's doing at the high school level is what you can say, okay, I can see him fitting into our defensive back drills, into our defensive scheme, playing man-to-man. -man. We know he can run. We know he's physical. And now you're seeing a little bit of football smarts, which you can see on the tape, because what he's doing is playing football at another level 
mentally than just a guy going out there and covering them and not knowing the down and distance, the formation, where the receiver is, you know, in, you know, in, in tune to the, you know, whether it's either boundary receiver or field receiver, there's different routes. So this, this is what he's doing to make himself successful. Also wanted to put some physicality plays in here. And this one, he is shedding a block on the perimeter and making a tackle sticking his nose right in it. Yeah, I mean, the, the hardest thing I used to always think of of defensive backs is playing man-to-man. You're, they're, they're selling you on a, on a go route, nine route, and then they settle down and they try. I call it stock blocking you or, or base blocking you. And if you got a big receiver, that's hard to get off. And we've seen some defensive backs not being able to get it. But you like him to get into him. He knows where the leverage is. Right. He knows his, his help is coming in inside. He doesn't want to do what, Steve, give up the sideline, which would be a explosive play. He's forcing it back to his help. Mm-hmm. He defeated the block um, and he got to make a secure tackle with his inside help coming right there. So that's what you want from a defensive back. We don't you don't want to see the defensive back knowing, you know, just covering that guy and just standing right next to him and kind of waving their hand. And say, OK, I did my job. I want you to do your job and then be a football player. And all these highlights, including this one, is showing that Mario is a, is definitely a football player and obviously a phenomenal athlete as well. Yeah, and uh, this last one, I mean, we talked about his attitude. Uh, we talked about his, I guess, his swagger on, on the football field. I think Evan Cooper is really, really going to enjoy this play, and I think fans watching home is really going to enjoy this play. He blows up this receiver screen, this guy trying to block him, and then he lets the guy know that he blew him up. And I, I don't know. Look, you know, you don't want to be penalized. You don't want to hurt your defense with the penalty. But with the attitude that he plays with, if it's in a controlled manner, man, I mean, I, I just love this stuff right here. Well, I mean, look, that look, when you play football, it's it's a you know, it's a it's a physical game. It, it's a game that you got to be physical and it's mental as well. And so for him to make plays, he's going to let you know about it. I mean, that's a physical play right there. <laughs> I mean, and he's letting the dude know that, yeah. uh, you know, I'm 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 here to be physical and don't, you know, don't get caught slipping. Don't come out there, like I always say, with your your weapon on safety and run up in there and get pistol whipped. And that's what he got pistol whipped. Uh, and so, look, you know, being on the edge, that's up for that's up for the, the coaches and the coaching staff to, you know, deal with. But I would rather a player be like this than not to be like this. Right. Absolutely. And, here's, and, and here's what I mean. There's there's too many guys that play football that their that their motor isn't running from the play one. What he what he when I've I've watched the whole game two two games of him, his motor is running hot from the jump right from warmups. And so this is just part of the game that uh, the receiver in the white wasn't ready to play. And mm-hmm. you know sometimes you can make a play during a football play without actually making the play. So his physicality. Now, look how it's infectious, though, right? So this is what's really more important. This is leadership, and this lets you know. Sometimes I'm going to tell you, be honest with you. Little DBs never got me excited. But when I saw a little DB get up there and get physical, yes. it, got, it got me excited. You see the linebacker right here. Both of them were playing, right? Blew up by Mario. He came in and made the tackle. Now, look, he, both of them are excited. It yeah. might have been a rivalry game. It might have been a big point in the game. But at the end of the day, this is what this is what football is about. It's a great play. And it's something that needs to be on there because, you know, when you play in a lot of these RPO offenses or, you know, I, you know, I call this a smoke screen or jailbreak screen, you have to be physical out on the perimeter. The physicality just isn't in, in, the, in the box between the linemen and linebackers. It's everywhere. And, it's, and if you're physical, it's just how you just live your day, daily life, right? You don't, you, you know, if you, you just don't show up on a Saturday at 11 
or two thirty or night game at seven o'clock and to say, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna be physical today. It's what you are in practice. It's what you are actually in the weight room. It's how you practice. It's how you do everything. And obviously, he's shown you on multiple you know occasions for a little corner, supposedly little corner, five eleven, one sixty five. I'm willing to bet he's bigger than that. Definitely, when he gets here, he'll be bigger than that. Um, that he is a physical corner and he has uh, really good cover skills and he's played good competition. So does that mean, you know, he'll end up being, you know, Charles Woodson in all conference? No, but what it does is it gives the, this coaching staff, you know, a leg up on developing him because he's able to step right in and do some of the things that you need to on a day-to-day basis to be an effective corner, nickel, safety, or whatever they need him to be. Because just because you're a corner, doesn't mean that you don't play safety in some sort of formations because what what Tony White might like to do, and I can't speak for him, but if they flip the formation and you can just bump your safeties and corners over, they don't know whether you're in man or zone. But if you run with him, then they know you're in man. If you don't run, they think you're in zone. But the less that you can give the offense knowing what you're in, you don't have to disguise as much, but then also it gives you the advantage to dictate the tempo of the of the you know obviously of the game and that's what Tony White wants to do. You need more football players, right? And you know, I, there, I read a quote from Bill Parcells, and he said one of the, he said the most important thing that you need on on the football field and particularly on defense is intelligence, football intelligence, because more games are lost than won by people misalignment, misassignments, and not being smart football players. And that's from one of the best defense coaches of all time that has coaches, multiple Hall of Famers, won multiple Super Bowls, uh, taught Bill Belichick everything. So football hasn't changed. And especially with now, without the huddle and people trying to get more plays in, you have to be an intelligent, smart football player. He's a he's all that right now with the superior athletic ability and the physicality and the want to. That's also very important. Absolutely. Great stuff. As always, Jay, I felt like I learned, I felt like I was educated in this 20 minute <laughs> video or whatever it is. So uh, hey, um, it might be the, it might be the painting I got back here. It might be my feng shui or something. So I'm glad. How uh, about that feng shui? Yeah, Let's talk about yeah, that. So you are yeah, on the road doing this, yeah, but yeah, man, that is a yeah. great backdrop, a lot better than a white wall, which somebody right. on this uh, podcast uses. Yeah. Yeah, uh, look, it's not in my normal uh, background, but uh, I'll take it. And uh, you know what? Who knows how much that painting is worth? I'm uh, down here for a graduation, but ultimately, uh, maybe it just sparked my brain a little bit. Got a little yellow and red and and uh, black back there. So, but look, I think you know, look, Nebraska coaches need to be excited about another Buford coming, Mario in particular, mm-hmm. and keep adding guys and uh, trying to, you know, look, they're trying to develop their team the best they can. And you got to, you know, we're wait and see, but you also got to give them respect for going out there and working as well. For sure. Mario Buford, 5'11", 160, 170-pound, three-star corner from DeSoto, Texas. That was Jay. I am Steve, and we'll be back with another Blackshirt Breakdown whenever the Huskers snag another one. We'll catch you guys later.